My name is Latasha Robinson, and I am a Christian and a prophetess. As glamorous and horrifying, or as weird as it sounds, living life called to a ministry of the prophetic is both amazing and complicated. In this podcast, we are going to explore what it means to have a prophetic call in your life, whether it's being a prophet or simply exploring or growing in the gift of prophecy to encourage others. This isn't a rant, but an opportunity to hear about the challenges, victories, and hopes of the calling in the prophetic. So welcome to Talking It Out with Tasha, and I'm Tasha. So in the beginning, it was what happens in this house stays in this house. Sometimes I think people will forget that leaders actually did slide out of someone's womb too. And so therefore we were not born holy. We weren't born without a past. Some of us had quite a bit of trauma actually. And some of us come from happy, healthy Christian homes. It just depends on who you're talking to. But whether you came from a pristine Christian home with great parents or you had a lot of trauma, you are probably not perfect. And if you believe that you're perfect, you should probably read your Bible. Um, I think there was only one perfect guy who wasn't Jesus in the whole Bible, and his name was Enoch. And the Bible says he was not, which basically means that he went straight up to heaven without having to die. And that's only happened one time in the history of the whole Bible outside of Jesus. So our odds are pretty much against us if you think that we are somehow going to be perfect in life. So many of us have not operated perfectly. And for a lot of us leaders, we have a lot of pain. I know that for myself, I have definitely experienced pain in my life, you know, and it wasn't until I was 18 and finally gone off to college and was on my own and began to drink and party and have sex that I realized that my pain that I wasn't dealing with was taking a toll on me. Pain was the catalyst that basically motivated me to suppress my emotions because I wasn't ready to deal with any of it. I didn't want to deal with pain or shame. I didn't want to deal with drama. I didn't want to deal with the past. And yes, I was going to church every Sunday, but the church didn't seem to have the tools to deal with me either. Not that I ever really would have told anybody in church because I lived by a strict principle of what happens in this house, stays in this house. And the truth is, is that I wouldn't have said a word back then. I come from a Southern black family where what happens in the house stays in the house and we don't talk about our pain. In fact, we pretend it doesn't exist. That's what makes us strong after all. We don't discuss it. And as a matter of fact, it didn't even ever happen. (laughs) The problem is though, is that it did happen. And because our bodies and minds carry trauma, abuse and neglect, Even when we're refusing to deal with it, we are trying our hardest to ignore it. Well, you can't ignore it, but you can bury it. And then it'll pop up like a seed in some other part of your life. 
and you wonder why relationships are so hard. I think what happens in this house stays in this house has kept me trapped. And it did for a long time. Not only was it difficult to be transparent with others, it was hard for me to be real with myself. Sometimes hiding things from yourself is the only way you can deal with living in a culture that doesn't value our emotions, doesn't value our feelings. And I started to hide things from myself, to be fair. But here's the thing I learned from Jesus. He didn't come to simply kill me and bury me in a tomb, to kill my flesh and my old man. He came to give me life and that more abundantly. So I'm busy just burying myself and my pain and everything, all the thoughts that I have that I'm just trying to die to self. But really, I was just killing myself. I wasn't allowing the grace of God to do anything for me. I was killing my dreams and my hope, any hope I had for relationships that were healthy because I just didn't want to deal with my pain. Pain is painful. Hello. We often speak about knowing ourselves in relationship to knowing our identity in Christ, but, and that's probably true. That part is true, but I was actually burying a part of my Christ identity because I didn't want to express my emotions because, you know, in the charismatic movement, we're taught to be like, like Spock, take me to your leader alien or something where we don't allow emotions to show because that's immaturity in the Christian world. When the truth of the matter is, it's not the display of emotions that's immaturity. It's really learning how to manage them not so much suppressing them and pretending like they don't exist, which is what I did for a very long time. And people thought I was so mature because I never displayed any kind of emotion, which actually Jesus wasn't that thrilled with. He told me that later. I mean, and I wasn't doing it to try to be mature either. I just didn't want to deal with my pain. I didn't want to deal with the trauma or the abuse of my stepfather, the disappointments I felt with God who I believe didn't protect me, who do I believe didn't provide for me. And if he didn't do it then, what has changed now? I was just supposed to go to church and earn my way out of hell. I wasn't supposed to actually have a relationship that had any emotion attached to it. I had to deal with the pain to really let the love of God in, and I didn't want to deal with it. It meant that I would have to feel all those things that I had felt back then that I couldn't control or manage. And I didn't know if I could this time either. But Jesus wanted to restore me. He wanted to take it away. He wanted me to stop hiding in this house and deal with it. So a few years ago, God said, Latasha, until you are willing to sit down with your pain and of your experiences, I'm not just talking about inner healing deliverance. I, I did go through that. But until you're willing to sit with pain, then you won't be able to really experience love, joy and freedom. Because those are the things I promised you. I wasn't just suppressing pain. I was suppressing everything. And I needed to give myself permission to feel. I'm not talking about give myself permission to let my emotions run amok. I'm saying that. Emotions aren't negative. As a matter of fact, Jesus and Father God and the Holy Spirit have absolutely displayed a lot of emotions. If you have read in the Bible and you've seen God be angry and wipe out a home, like 
thousands of people, that's some emotion being expressed. But I wasn't experiencing the good emotions either. I was too afraid to deal with pain, to sit with it sometimes, like you got to do to really break out of it and really step into freedom. And God told me I needed to give myself permission to feel. And I was like, why? Can't you just take the pain and give me the good parts? But the problem wasn't just that I didn't want to feel pain as I was running from it too. That was causing a problem. I wasn't dealing with painful situations. And that was causing me to run and, and from pain in real life too. And the truth of the matter is, is like, if I ever want to get married someday, as much as I'd like to think that those fairy tale lifetime movies are true, or maybe not lifetime, because lifetime movies be out here ruining relationships with fear, um, thinking that the babysitter gonna kill you somehow. But like, for real though, if I wasn't going to allow myself to sit with painful situations, then how was I gonna allow myself to sit with another human who? whose job it was, was not to make me happy. Okay. So what would happen for me is if a situation looked painful, I was out of there. I was like, Oh, you finna hurt me. You ain't got to worry. You ain't getting there to these emotions. And <laughs> now I'm like, I'm not saying like go and run into pain and, you know, self abuse or something. I'm just saying like, Sometimes life isn't fair and injustice occurs. I feel so emotional as I'm saying this, but like sometimes things aren't right and they happen. Think about like some of the injustices we've seen in this world. And if we don't sit with it, it, it impacts us whether we really know it or not. If you don't deal with the issue, then the enemy's going to chase you around with threats of pain your whole life. And you're not going to be able to sit and do anything because you're so afraid of feeling that pain. And that's what I was letting the enemy do. I was letting even the threat of hurt feelings and relationships cause me to keep people out. And I was starting to not know how to let people in. Huh. Okay. So let's be fair. What does that look like? Allowing ourselves to sit with pain. Um, or not allowing ourselves to sit with it is probably the better thing to explain. I'll give it to you like this. I know I'm called to ministry, but I can see how the church operates with this craziness, with the prophetic and all this stuff and, you know, all of that. No, thank you. I will sit this out. It's like we're letting the fear of pain and disappointment distract us from purpose. But God's not doing that. We're doing that. And I get it. We need to use wisdom. I'm not saying, again, run into the knife. <laughs> but if God is really calling you to something, 
he will truly support and defend you. Now that I have experienced a lot. And no matter what I've experienced or what you've experienced with past leaders in the church or parents or whatever it is that your pain is connected to, even if it's a job situation or a sibling or a family member, our job is in it is to feel it, acknowledge it, grieve it if we need to, but also believe that God is with us in it and those painful experiences we have won't overtake us. So for me, my failure to deal with pain was actually causing me to lack the very things I wanted in my life, community and love and family. So I had to deal with it and allow myself to let people in my heart, even when it meant that they could potentially let me down. And to be honest, sometimes they do. But I have learned to build walls and not gates. Wait, no, I'm saying that wrong. To build gates with walls. See, let me explain it right. Walls keep people out, right? If you build a wall with no entry place, then you're not really building something that's very inviting to people. Um, they just keep people out. And if you feel, just build a bunch of gates, then you're probably, or no wall at all, then you're probably just letting people run amok in very sensitive areas that God didn't intend them to. So it's important to have boundaries. And I'm not even saying you need a wall around everything in your life. My goodness. But the truth of the matter is, is that the places that you feel are sensitive, you need to speak with the Holy Spirit and say, okay, Lord, does there need to be a wall here until this is fully prepared that you can take down at a later time? Or does there need to be a gate here? Or maybe some combination of the two, like a fence. Not offense, but a fence. One that you build that allows people entry who the Holy Spirit gives permission to. So I learned how to build gates with God and the places that were precious, the precious things of my heart, there are gates around them. There's high enough of walls of those, or there's high enough fencing, I should say, um, where people can get in and out. And sometimes people get moved in to those precious places in my heart. And sometimes people get moved out. But me and the Holy Spirit make those decisions together. And if we experience pain in those sensitive places, then instead of me freaking out and building a whole 10 foot wall that nobody with rabbit pit bulls on the outside of it, I stop and I say, okay, Lord, like, how do you want us to respond to this? It's not that I don't feel it. I do. I feel it, God, and it hurts. But I have permission now to not build walls or only entry points, but to build fences, to protect what's sacred to me and God, and also to allow people in and out of my heart. Instead of just burying my pain, putting a wall around it and forgetting, or at least trying to forget that it ever existed. So I had to learn and I'm still learning to build a new kind of ecosystem. That's my fences that are welcoming, but also watchful based off of God's word and discernment, not the fear of getting hurt. 
he is better at protecting me than I am at protecting myself anyway. And when I experience pain or joy or sorrow or revelation, I allow him to be my safe place. And to be honest, I had to learn to keep on talking to him before it was okay to talk to you. But this podcast was birthed so I could talk to y'all about the real things about being prophetic. And the truth is, is that prophetic people have pain and some of us are hiding behind titles and, you know, all of the things that you think are respectable, even sometimes signs, wonders, and miracles. Maybe our merit, mer- mer- huh? maybe our ministries have this crazy outflow of all the good things that you think they should have. And yet many of us are in pain. And if you have a conversation with us long enough, you can hear it. But. What I'm learning is that I don't want to just be prophetic or prophetess or I want to be healthy and being healthy means I have to sit with the things that hurt me, acknowledge them and ask Holy Spirit to like help me walk through them, grieve what I need to grieve and enjoy the things I need to enjoy, which is the other side of this, allowing my emotions to be healed and whole and expressed actually gives me an opportunity to experience the fullness of God's love and also express my love to other people. And to be fair, that's what we're talking about. That's what we need to experience, the love of God, his joy, and his peace. Hopefully this podcast will encourage you to go talk to him about any places that you're, you might be like, nope, that pain, not dealing with it because I trust me on this as one who is still learning to walk out and deal with pain and express all the rest of my emotions to the love of God is the anchor that keeps me sane, and it keeps me talking. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Talking It Out with Tasha, presented by LatashaRobinson.com. As we explore the life of the prophetic together, today we are talking about dealing with our pain and our emotions. If you need some extra help dealing with pain, I would highly recommend contacting a trusted pastor or leader especially if any part of this podcast triggered you today or you started thinking about things that have happened in the past to you that you're not really sure how to navigate to, through, I would highly recommend like getting a trusted leader involved. I also offer inner healing and deliverance sessions one-on-one, so if you're interested, you can find out more about it at latasharobinson.com. Next time, I am going to talk about marrying your cousin. No, I'm, well, sort of. Anyway, join us for the next podcast and I look forward to talking to you soon.